Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. There's power in every purchase, because every time we buy a Black-led brand, we make room for another Black-led brand. And y'all know, I love my lip bar products. That's just one, to name a few. There is a whole collection of Black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. If I could think it and I say it, I believe it. And if I believe it, I could do it. And I believe I could fly. You can't say, you can't say that. Oh, shoot. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. Story time. Story time. Story time. I'm going to take y'all back mm -hmm. to, shoot, I can do multiple stories, but uh, I'm going to take y'all back to 2018. We were in Los Angeles and Kadeen and I went uh, EPLP. Yeah, EP and LP. EP and LP. Uh-huh. And we met this young man, Right. Right. And he came over, didn't know who he was. He ran over to my wife and he was just like, ah! And then my wife was like, ah! 
And I was like, ah, because I know who this nigga was. <laughs> Turns out to be Kendall Kendall. <laughs> These two hugging and stuff. And I'm like, how y'all know each other? And they, you know, we met on IG. I'm like, oh, so you don't know him. No, we but, don't. But, but you, you hugging know. him. Okay. <laughs> you know how IG is. You, you feel like you know familiarity. people. Familiarity. You know, feel like you know people. Uh, Kendall was like, hey, we should get up. I'm going to take y'all out to dinner. So I was like, oh, he's taking all of us out to dinner. I like this guy. Right? <laughs> so it was me, you, Sakari, Tristan. Yes, we were in L.A. for my brother's birthday. Yes, 2018. I was lit. Yeah, you was mad lit. I think y'all seen, so seen videos of that. She was crazy lit. Crazy lit. And then um, we went out to dinner. And I was like, yo, so Kendall, what do you, you, know, you want to do? And he was just like, man, I'm, a, I'm really focused. He's like, I like doing the social media stuff, but I'm going to focus on being an actor. I want to be on television. And I want to have my own talk show. Fast forward to 2021. Kendall is a series regular on games people play and has his own talk show, Social (laughs) Society. When talking about manifestation, got to talk about my man, Kendall. Yes. And that's where we at. Now, it's karaoke time. That's a fact. I'm going to bring y'all over to our other guest, who is also a queen of manifestation, (laughs) because she is in Atlanta. She started out as a musical artist. So I'm going to let her bless us with her vocal skills. Because y'all tired of hearing from me struggle sing (laughs) karaoke every week. Y'all not tired of me with my karaoke trash. At least I know it. I own it. And I own own it too. I already told y'all. At least, you know, in prior seasons, we had like Melanie Fiona on and stuff like that. So when somebody can sing in the house, they going to sing. So Miss Crystal Renee Hazler, can you please bless us? With your vocals, please. <laughs> With my vocals. Yes. Um, Give us a good karaoke song. What you got for manifestation over there? Okay, you want the vocals, okay? Because mm-hmm. what I picked, I was going to show you my rapping skills. Oh! <laughs> she was going to rap. I've never seen that side of you, Krista. She was going to rap for karaoke. <laughs> she was going to rap. That's what you tend to do. That's the easy way out. That's what I do. Because I can't sing. Listen, Lil' so Kim lyrics all the time. It. That's a fact. Give us something. Okay. Give us some gospel. Okay. Give us something, Ooh, inspirational. something inspirational. Give us something inspirational. Truth is, I'm. T- I'm just joking. I was about to say. I was get ready to get into this. I'm tired. That's my song, though. Listen, shout out to man. Shout out to Tam. Um, okay, here we go. Amazing grace, mm. how sweet the sound. Yes. That saved a wretch like me. Mm. I once was lost. But. Y'all wasn't feeling it? Shout out to La Bosha. The tongues. La Bosha, shout out Kev on stage. Let him finish, finish the verse. I'm Ooh. done. Ah. I was, was lost. Okay. <laughs> but now I'm found. Mm. Was blind. Yes. But now I see won't he do it somebody get javel 
some more. Hey, hey, hey. Today we are talking about manifestation. Yes. Um, The reason why we brought you two on here in particular is because your stories are so unique, but also um, they epitomize what manifestation is. I mean, I want both of you to tell your stories because... You came from a corporate structure, mm-hmm. and in your case, you were working with the government, and then decided mm-hmm. to pretty much just say I'm out, mm-hmm. just you know going out on your beliefs and your thoughts, and just taking a gamble. And of course, it worked out. But I want y'all to talk about why you think it worked out, and what mm-hmm. you know the the the, the trials and tribulations of. You know, believing in yourself. So, mm. Crystal, we're going to start with you. Well, first, that. they need to introduce themselves. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, matter of fact, like, I'm ready to get into the manifestation. And all that stuff. I know you want to dive in. Already, so. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, so, yeah, we'll give you guys the opportunity to just introduce yourselves. If people aren't familiar with you, um, you know, tell them where you, well, we'll give you the handles and all that stuff at the end, but just tell them what you mm-hmm. do and, you know, what you're doing, all your amazing things, where you come from, all that good stuff. So, Ladies first? Or you want Ladies first. All right, go oh, for it, Crystal. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, my name is Crystal Renee Hazlid. I am a series regular on Tyler Perry's show, Sisters, and I'm also a singer. Um, I do a lot of different things. I'm a little jack of all trades, but yes. yeah. Fatima. All right, I'm Kendall. Kendall, I am a series regular on Games People Play on BET. I also have my own talk show, Social Society, on all black streaming every Monday. There we go. Um, I'm also an influencer, um, but you know, I'm an actor, I'm a host, I'm a brother. I'm a son. <laughs> a child of God. A child of a God. Child he's all God. the things. Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah. And he's yes. also um, my children's, like, one of their most favorite people. Yes. Anytime Kendall comes by to visit, they're like, Kendall. And he buys, like, great gifts because the kids know how to get him on Amazon to buy yeah, gifts. Last time Cass. he was at Kaz. Kaz made yes. him buy some bubble machine last time. And I show, it showed up at the door. Kaz Ellis. I'm like, wait a second. Kaz been on my Amazon account? Nope. He's from Kendall. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. He left so, his old sweet. one in LA, right? Yes, he yeah. did. So and he it broke. So You see what I mean? Look at Uncle Kendall coming through. He had to have a yes. cool one, too. That's a fact. It's on the arm. <laughs> it's on the arm. It's like a little spoil shooter my joint kids, thing. Please. You know what I mean? I, I love it, though. I love it. Well, whether you call it manifestation, the law of attraction, or just being blessed and highly favored, <laughs> the power of naming your goals and your desires and letting your faith do the work is very real. And I feel like everyone here can yes. attest to that in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. So we've brought our two good friends here today to yes. prove it. Kendall and Crystal have two amazing stories about how they pretty much manifested their dreams, took a, took a step out on faith, mm-hmm. walked out on a limb, and mm-hmm. went from surviving to thriving mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with Talk an unwavering belief that they could do so and mm-hmm. tell us what drove them there. So... Love y'all. Thank y'all for being here today. Thank you for having Um, us. One thing Devon and I are very purposeful about um, is having people in our spaces Mm -hmm. that we feel like we can feed off of the energy. We can exchange energy. I can't see Crystal a little bit there, but um, (laughs) sorry, your big head's in my way. Push me back. My bad. (laughs) But we're very purposeful. And it's one of those like cliche terms where you find out like where people say, you know, birds of a feather flock together or Mm -hmm. show me your friends and they'll tell you who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like as we've gotten older, um, 
and just being more aware of who we are yeah. we prefer to protect our energy and yeah, then also definitely. be around energies that we don't necessarily always pull from but we can yeah. pour into each other mm-hmm. Absolutely. so I feel like in any facet that we've hung out whether it's just having a good time out mm-hmm. yeah. or y'all just come in kicking back in our house and chilling because mm-hmm. also too we're very particular about energy in our house with our mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. Um, we trust that you two always come mm-hmm. here with the utmost positive mm-hmm. energy and mm-hmm. um not expectations, but the utmost positive um, energy was the right. Well, word. energy, yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, cool. So we love y'all for that. We thank you, and we want to talk about y'all's stories. So, yes. Kendall, let's start with you. Well, it tell was... us about your story. How'd you manifest the life that you want? Wow, so it's crazy. 2015, mm-hmm. um, I was doing homework. Um, I went back to school because I st- I stopped going to school mm-hmm. because I was working in a job that I felt I was in HR. Okay. And I ended up getting a job um, through class, a business class. We had to do resume. And I was like, okay. And I got the job at Quick and Longs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm not going back to school. <laughs> I already got a job. <laughs> I got the I'm job. good. This is what I was going for. Right, right, right. Yeah. I didn't want to do HR, but I felt like, hey, this is something I could do. I mm-hmm. know how to do it. Um, I really wanted to do communications. Mm-hmm. My dad was like, yeah, when I went to college, I was like, you don't want to do something that's a little, you know. That's always the way it works. Mm-hmm. If it ain't oh law, yes. law medicine. or medicine. Mm-hmm. Yep. I pre- and that's what I did. Pre-dental. Hated it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every bit of it. I'm like, oh. All right. Speed it up to 2015. I was like, it has to be more than life. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be in the industry, but I just mm-hmm. didn't know how to do it. Um, I prayed about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. And then you know how sometimes you just drive and you're like, Lord, I just, at the time, I'm like, I just want to be famous. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just driving, like, I just want to be famous. I'm over this. So, um, Love and Hip Hop was on. Mm-hmm. I was doing homework. I switched. I went back to school, switched my major to communications. Mm-hmm. And uh, I only had like a year to do. Mm-hmm. So, Love and Hip Hop was on. It was towards the end. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I got three months. What mm-hmm. am I going to do? And I kept praying about it. And mm-hmm. I kept saying, like, I'm getting out of here. I don't know how, but I'm getting out of here because this office is not for me. Mm-hmm. Doing homework, loving hip-hop on, I do a video, boom, go viral. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> how many what followers at the time did you have? 700 followers. Woke up in, like, six hours with 5,000. Wow. The next mm-hmm. week, I had 10,000. So, they was just growing. Coming, right. mm-hmm. 10, 20, 30 a week. And I was like, whoa, in the year... Like almost a year, I was like at a million followers, mm-hmm. and I'm like, whoa! So, of course, BET reached out, and I kept doing those videos, and I didn't know why, mm. right? And I was like, why am I doing this? And, but I'm not gonna stop. I stay consistent, right? So I consistency took that. that's yeah. important. But go ahead. So I took that, and I was like, okay. Um, I was doing those lit morning videos where I was screaming to the top of my lungs. Y'all, I was doing those lit morning those. videos because I hated the <laughs> office, and it gave me like. It was like my coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got your go. adrenaline flowing. Yeah, it was some adrenaline pumping. And when I got out, I was like, I'm about to go in here and tack this day. Um, but I remember saying this, like, I'm not going to always do this. I'm not always going to be driving to this office. Like, mm-hmm. something's getting ready to happen. I don't know what it is. I just had this feeling. And I just kept saying, I'm moving to L.A. I'm moving to L.A. And manifestation is attraction and belief. Mm-hmm. So I believed it and I attracted mm-hmm. it. And in a, a year, I moved to L.A. Now, we in L.A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I got to L.A., I said, okay, I'm here. Hit the ground running. In a year, I'm booking a role. Right. 
I'm like, if I did this, if I said I'm moving to LA, and I can, boom, I can do I whatever said, I want. Yep, I'm, that's it. I'm doing whatever I want. I was like, I'm booking a role. In the year I booked a role, games people play, and I was like, that's when I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, the power of the tongue is real. Mm-hmm. And and speaking positivity, not negativity. Negativity. Exactly. Well, I mean, even the power of the tongue for negativity. You speak yeah. negative things, oh, they're gonna come true. So you gotta make sure you speak positive. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Like you were saying, I was like, okay, I'm going to have my own show. I ain't going to be sitting on this couch right, right, doing <laughs> every this. Monday. And now I'm sitting on, a, I'm still sitting on the couch, but I'm sitting on the new couch right. in the studio. That's a fact. Every Monday. That's a fact. On Social Society. So, show. yeah, I mean, <laughs> and DeVal, you got to be careful. Because the people that you hang around will manifest some shit for you, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. But it, it, That's it, it was all good because DeVal was like, you moving to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you don't get out of my face. <laughs> you don't get out of my face. You have to understand that Kendall's love for LA runs deep. And it actually, we deep. ended up moving to LA as well. And you were so happy. We were so happy because we're like, at least we're going to be near Kendall. And we spent many a days with you yeah. coming over to yeah. visit and all that good stuff. And then the pandemic hit. And then it was like, damn. It was a wrap after but that. But we spent so many nights and mm-hmm. days by the fire pit. Like yeah. just mm-hmm. talking, talking about, talking about what we wanted to that do. that we wanted to do. But one, day, one thing I did say when we were around the fire pit is as much as I didn't want to come to Atlanta, I said, if the money reside there, yeah, <laughs> I'm coming. You're coming. And so I'm here in Atlanta, but I believe that God put me here because my support system, these two right here, like I have a big brother, right? <clears throat> but DeVal is like a big brother that I never had because me and my brother, we're close, but mm-hmm. we don't have that relationship mm-hmm. like me and you. So I will call DeVal in a minute like, yeah. hey, mm-hmm. I need a financial advisor. Hey, what do you think I should do about this? So. If y'all left me in LA, I probably would be lost. Because <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I could drive to Calabasas and now I can yeah. drive out here. Yeah. Um, you know, it's I, I needed I probably needed to be here. We have our little um, village together. Yeah, we got our and village. we have the same manager now. Shout we out to the Bodega. We do have the same manager. Yeah. And speaking Bodega of our seven. manager, Denora, yes. she was like, You're gonna flourish in Atlanta. So I'm trying to Embrace it. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, embrace it. It's an adjustment. I know I say things about it. It's not that bad. Yeah. No, it, it's really. But it's not. funny to hear those things, though. Yeah, it it's is. it's funny. It's entertainment. And like, I mean, yeah. that's what people feel like when they first are taken out of a comfort zone mm-hmm. and then thrown into another situation. Yes. There's gonna be those moments where you feel like, "Am I doing the right thing?" Yes. You know. Well, speaking of, of comfort zones, I know you got thrown out of your comfort zone, Crystal. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. <laughs> hey, tell us, tell us quickly about your story because after we hear from your story, I want to hear about. How y'all able to get through things? I know you had some tough times when you first moved. So I want to hear how you made the decision. So talk Um, to us. Yeah. So I am from a very small town, Mm -hmm. uh, Martin, Tennessee, about 10,000 people. And Mm -hmm. it was a place where you had nothing to do but dream, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Because there was nothing there. No shopping mall. Just a small college town. Yeah. A few stoplights. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Right. And um. Growing up, I would stand on the fireplace mantle like this behind us, and I would have a little highlighter in my hand, and I would give acceptance speeches. At five mm-hmm. years old, I would give acceptance speeches. Mm-hmm. And, and I think some things are just, like, planted in children, mm-hmm. even when they don't realize why they're doing it. Yeah. And um, went to college in my hometown, got an internship in Washington, D.C. for our, for our um, state senator, and ended up getting a job right at my, right about what was it my last semester of college. Okay. So I finished online, moved to DC, 
big difference from Martin, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, DC. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> big difference. Saw my first rat. I was like, I thought, <laughs> it, was, thought it was a cat. I was like, oh, good thing you ain't come to New York, sis. New York, that's normal. Listen, they walk around with the people. <laughs> they do. Yes. Oh my goodness. And um, moved, and it was a big culture shock, and mm. stayed there for about two and a half years. Mm. And it was 2008 that I realized that. I did not want to sit behind a desk, similar to you. I did not want to sit behind a desk anymore. I was going to move to Atlanta and pursue my music and acting career. I called my uncle up who um, lives here, and I said, hey, uncle, um, I want to move to Atlanta. Do you have an extra bedroom that I could stay in? He said, yeah, you can stay with me. And um, literally went from um, a well-paying job, benefits and everything, packed everything up, moved to Atlanta, drove my um, Volkswagen Jetta down here. That's <laughs> Crazy. Listen, my mom was like, well, just pray about it. Already prayed. I'm out the door, ma. Out the door. And um, got down here, did not have a job set up. Literally had this. I'm talking about faith, y'all. Did not have a job set up. I just had a place to lay my head. That was it. And um, I did have a good support system. At the time, um, Q Parker from the Group 112 was mm-hmm. interested in helping me with my music. So we worked on stuff. Mm-hmm. And I started kind of networking and making my way around the city. And then... It just—it was really tough because as a young woman trying to break into yeah, the music tough. industry, mm-hmm. such a male-dominated industry at that, yeah. it was so hard. Yeah. And um, trying to keep your morals intact and standards and saying, okay, I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it the right way. And things just never, I never really broke that ceiling to write mm-hmm. or even busted through the door for that. And um, at the same time, I was doing background work for different films. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was on the set of Stomp the Yard 2 and it was raining. I was background sitting under a tent. And a PA comes outside and he goes, you. And I go, me? And he's like, yeah, you. Come here. And I'm like, okay. And uh, Will Packer, who is now married to my cousin, says, "Um, hey, we want you to play Poutal's girlfriend. He's a senior in college. He doesn't Mm -hmm. have a girl. We want you to play his girl. And I was like, okay. So, so many relationships are built just off of that. Just being there. You, come here. Yeah. Yeah. And that um, shows just the humble beginnings and not being afraid to start off, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, as a background. Some people think you can just get there Mm -hmm. and that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. And um, from there, I I was still doing music and a friend of mine was like, you kind of got a knack for fashion. You should try working in costumes at the studio. And I was like, well, I need a job. So great. Right, 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 right. (laughs) So I started off as a public, I mean, as a production assistant um, at Tyler Perry Studios in 2012 and uh, worked my way up through the costume department, went from um, PA to costumer for background, went to set costumer and then um, became the key costumer. And then I was working on another film because by that time, people kind of knew who I knew was. You was. Yeah, you and they were like, oh, we got another film. You want to come work on this? I was like, yeah, it was a new Jamie Foxx movie. I was like, yeah, I love big fan of Jamie Foxx. I would right. love to come work on it. So um, did that, and then I get a call from the back from Tyler Perry Studios, and I'm like, why do they keep calling me? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm like on something else having fun. Right. And we're on hiatus. We're not shooting things, so I didn't know mm-hmm. what they were calling about. So um, finally, when I got a break, I was like, hey, I got a call from um, the studio. And they were like, oh, yeah, it was Ozzy, the president at the time. And I was like, what Ozzy want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, so Tyler um, wants to know if you would be interested in costume design in the shows. And I was like, what? Yeah. Costume design? And like, I'm having fun just showing up and being like, what I do? Okay, cool. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So um, I thought, I said, let me think about it, which is probably not what most people would have said. Yeah, I was like, I need to think about it because I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. And um, so I ended up taking the job. And fast forward to a few months later, I get a call from Tyler himself. And he's like, hey, um, I was actually in Amsterdam. 
doing some fun things. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got that call, I was like, hello. <laughs> You're praying. This Tyler I was like, praying. I was just singing Amazing Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, was, I had to snap out of real quick when I heard Tyler. I was like, Tyler Perry. Yes, hello. <clears throat> mm. Yes, this is her. Like, very professional. Yeah. And um, he was like, so I want to revamp my wardrobe, and I wanted to know if you'd be um, interested in helping mm. with that. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Happened to be flying back to L.A. where he was at the time and um, met with him and then Start, I kept getting calls from his people saying, hey, okay, Tyler's going here. I'm like, that was just his rep re- 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 closet. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what was going on. So we're at Jimmy Fallon. I'm like, okay, I'm at Jimmy Fallon right now. This is crazy. Right, Putting right. his shoes on, and he's 6'6". Six, six, so I'm looking, I'm like, so what are we doing? That question that like girls <laughs> yeah, yeah. ask guys. What are we doing? Right. Yeah. Let's take this relationship. <laughs> right, right, what right, exactly right. is this? What's going on? And he was like, What's my you're title? my stylist. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So um, that lasted for five years, and I stopped. Um, I stopped auditioning, and at that point, I was starting to get callbacks. The directors were knowing who I was, so it was a crossroads. Like, do I keep oh, going for, for this me. dream, mm-hmm. or do I go work for Tyler Perry? Mm-hmm. So I'm getting older, and you know the stigma in the yeah, industry the about in the industry is women. Not work. Yeah, so yeah. like all that's in my head, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna go work for Tyler. Did it, and um, did not audition for anything for five years, and. Um, Sisters came about. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to 2019, um, I was there for the basically the birth of Sisters mm-hmm. and was brought on as a consulting producer because it's about young women in their 30s dating. And I was mm-hmm. like, "That's me, That's me. Right, right. in Check Atlanta." Right. <laughs> Still wasn't thinking about acting, but as the scripts came in, I was like, "Whoa." Like, these are my stories. These are my girlfriend's stories. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my voice. Why am I not on this show? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when the, like, that burning, like, fire that lights when you to really go do things mm-hmm. um, came through me. And I was like, I just called him. And I was like, T, like, this is it. And he was like, well, he had no idea I wanted to act. All those years he had known me, had no idea. Mm-hmm. I had auditioned for stuff for at TPS, never mm-hmm. got anything. Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't even know that until last summer. He was like, you did what? I said, yeah, I auditioned for two things. He was like, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So um, here we are. Series went from 10 episodes, season one. Like, would you like some coffee? Hi. Yeah. (laughs) To like a whole like 20 episodes the next season. I'm like, whoa. They're like, we're making a series regular. And I was like, whoa. Wow. So this is is part of the reason why I brought both of you in here because your stories are so different. Mm -hmm. Your story took like a decade. Yeah, it did. From this belief to now this conception of where, yeah. this inception of where it is now. Mm-hmm. But yours was like overnight. Like, yeah. And and I want people to hear both sides because people think manifestation is one way. Mm-hmm. You know, people people think that, oh, if I manifest, it's got to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or some people think that it has to be a hard, uh, arduous process, but it isn't. It's just whatever your process is, is your process. Yeah. So, uh, Kendall, when you were going through this process, were you ever like, worried that it wasn't gonna work out or you were just like definitely the whole time um preparing to go to la i was nervous because i always say this i was scared of losing the 15th and the 30th that's the days i get paid uh, every yeah. month that <laughs> every bi-weekly month. paycheck the direct yes. deposit hit yes yeah. and then also um benefits health mm-hmm. benefits mm. so i'm like how am i gonna do this and how am i gonna afford to live there but i still was saying i'm going you just was going. Yeah, I'm going. I don't care. You like you it I out. had those fears, but I was going outside. I figured it out. And like you said, it's this fire mm-hmm. that's up under you. And it 
as much as I was saying, what if, what if, what if, it never stopped me from packing my boxes and saying that I was going. Um, I think I just got to a point to where I just stopped having fear and yeah. start actually really tapping into faith. And I didn't do that until what, my 30s. Well, I was 30. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I ta- I was uh, 30. Before that, I was not tapping into faith. I would hear it and you know you would say it, yeah. but um, I actually started believing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I did that, I just had, it was like, he had his hand on my back, like, you going, regardless. Mm-hmm. You asked for it, you going. And I just was believing. Um, so you would say it was like pretty much solely your faith that drove that manifestation Definitely my you. faith. Definitely. Um, you, But you had times where you second-guessed yourself. Because yes. I get a lot of DMs and emails from people saying, hey, Deval, I really want to do this, but I don't know if I can. Mm-hmm. Is me second-guessing myself saying... Is that a way of my my spirit telling me that this isn't for me, right. or is and it a I, form of self sabotaging? That, that's it, what I feel. But like my thing it. is, I I've felt those times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I had to like talk myself out of it. Have y'all ever felt a moment where you're like something is saying I shouldn't do this, where you have to verbally say out loud like, no, I'm doing this because I've learned to do that when I work out, mm-hmm. like when I want to <laughs> quit, like I'm at the end and it's getting hard. I'll say to myself, let's go, Ellis, let's go, Ellis, you got this. And when I verbally speak it. Mm-hmm. then I feel that energy come. Have there been moments for y'all where y'all have had to do that? Honestly, well, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I will say that. Um, <laughs> coming to Atlanta, yeah, I was like, it's the times I wanted to tell Denora, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> but I just had to keep saying, you going, you going. But the back of my head, it was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. I don't want to mm-hmm. do it. But I kept saying, you going, you going. Um, but going to LA, I never had a, this was never, there was no t- doubt. it was no doubt at all, ever. It was my only thing was I'm scared of how I'm going to afford it. That was the only thing. And I had people in my ear saying, right. it's too expensive out there. Like my granddad, it's too expensive. I don't even want to talk about uh, people because people. people. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then it's all these people was like, oh, it's too expensive. Oh, you're not going to fit in. And that's what made me want to go. I was like, I got to go see for myself. So you're petty. Very. You're I mean, petty. I'm an Aries. Aries I'm an Aries. What do you expect? <laughs> first, second. Yeah. You were like, oh, oh they I said can't. I can't. Oh, I can't do it. Watch oh, this. Oh, now definitely watch this. <laughs> yeah. And I do that a lot on the ground when people say things in mm-hmm. my DM or in my comments. Like, mm-hmm. they used to say, "You all you're going to do is sit on that couch. <laughs> okay. Right. Wow. Okay, let me okay. show you something. Right. <laughs> I, I've, I've been there before. Chris, you've been there before? Absolutely. How um, do you get through those moments where you where you feel like you don't know if you can? What do you do? Um, I think, and you can probably relate to this as a um, former athlete competition. Mm-hmm. Like we are taught, you were athlete, yeah, and you did comp. Y'all both yeah. pageant girls. You pageant- did pageant, oh, yes, okay. I did. Wow. Yeah, yes, I was man. a competition cheerleader, and um, it didn't matter what was going on. Like you keep going, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. your arm is broken and his bones popping out. Finish the routine. <laughs> so I think with that. It started off as a young girl that's always been in, embedded in my brain mm-hmm. so that even when things start to get hard, I'm like, no, you got this. Mm-hmm. You didn't start. You didn't even get to this point for no reason. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing, mm-hmm. keep pushing. But I'm not that's not to say that there weren't times where it was really hard, mm-hmm. you know, broke and like scrambling for change. You was just broke to get, in Atlanta here. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. Yes. Like when I moved here and didn't have a job, like I literally was like I had a support system. But it was just, I was just getting by. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it wasn't until I got that first job. Shout out to Devon Stevens, who's um, a big arts development person who's worked with everybody from like mm-hmm. Usher to, I can't, 
list goes on, but he gave me my first job out here working behind a desk. It was another desk <laughs> job, but it was at an artist development center. So I could go upstairs and work in the dance studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a gym next door. So it was still like in the realm. And that's when I started trying to put myself in mm-hmm. places where like it was getting me to where I was trying to go mm-hmm. in some type of way. So you had a plan. I did. You yeah. had a plan. Did you have a plan? Yeah, definitely had a plan. So, mm-hmm. okay. I want to talk about this because okay. people, um, people always say like when, when you have a dream, that has to be all you see. There can't be no plan B because plan B only deters from plan A. I tend to differ because Kadeen and I always had dreams. But mm-hmm. I feel like because we wanted to have a family, our plan A had to encompass you know, our ability to provide while we chase our dream. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to implore people to, to utilize that asset. You, know, you don't just quit your job. If you don't have a plan, you had a plan, mm-hmm. you had a plan. And I want people on this, even Kadeem, when Kadeem mm-hmm. was working at Mac, yep. she wanted to quit her job uh, to be freelance. Right. But if she quit her job, we wouldn't have health insurance. And so the, we made a the plan. the 15th and the 30th. And the 15th and <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I was like, this money is going to reside when no, it's supposed is, to. That's the truth. But then, it, but then it then put the onus on me. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that fire underneath you, like, I hate this situation mm-hmm. that I'm in right now. Right. There is right. no other way than to leave this situation and then do what I got to do. Right. Yes. And then that lit the fire under me to the point where I was like, okay, so DeVal has health insurance now. Now I have flexibility over my schedule. I'm going to build this makeup business. That was the plan. I'm going to take every wedding. I'm going to take every photo shoot I can. Mm-hmm. Now I have flexibility with my child. I can stay at home when I need to. Mm-hmm. And then I was making tons more money yes. than I was mm-hmm. sitting behind that counter all day. But it started it, with a plan. With a yep. plan. I love it. Didn't just jump out the window. So, so yeah. the first thing we spoke about was manif- manifesting it, believing it. Mm-hmm. So we believed it. Then we created a plan. The next thing is follow through, right? Yep. You talked about people. In our life, we've always heard people say, can't do that. Yep. Y'all ain't gonna so make it. I always have people ask me questions. What about your friends and family who don't believe in you? I tell them, expect people not to believe in what mm-hmm. you see because if it, it, if it was their vision, everybody would do it. You can't expect people to see a vision for you that's going to make you great. Mm-hmm. Because if, if it was just a regular vision that everyone can see, it wouldn't be considered greatness. Right. That's like the, the window story you had told me about before. People can only see based yes. on their window that they're looking out of. Or what was it, something I had gave effect? I had gave an analogy. analogy. This yeah. I gave an analogy. I was trying to explain to my, my young men and our mentor about having windows in your room. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I use this analogy because they grew up and the, one of the biggest things they were concerned about in, in Brooklyn was prison or dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said, so imagine that you're born, you and another young man. I, I use two young men. I said, imagine that you're both born and you're born in prison. Because ultimately when you're born, your mind can be a prison. When you don't know things and you have fear, you imprison yourself to your environment of what you see. Mm-hmm. So you're both born in a prison and you're both born in cells right next to each other. One cell has a window. One cell doesn't have a window. Every day you both get out of this prison and you go amongst the prison population and you live your life. One prisoner says to the other prisoner, man, when I get out of here, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And the other prisoner laughs like, what is that? Like, how do you even believe that you can do that? You're never getting out of here. There's nothing out of here. It's just prison. And the guy's like, why do you believe that there's it's just nothing in here but prison? He said, that's all we see, the cells and the prisoners. And the other guy goes, you don't have a window in your cell? And he's just like, nah, I don't. What's a window? <laughs> so now you start to realize that These are two people born in the same situation, but one has a window and one doesn't. Because this person has the vision to see other things, he can see greater for himself. 
I try to tell people a lot of times your vision is because of what you see. Don't expect other people, even if they're right next to you, to see what you see because their perspective is different. Mm -hmm. So when they tell you, I can't see you doing that, don't be upset. They don't got no window in their room. <laughs> and and don't don't let their ideas of what you can do hinder you from believing you, you can do something because you yeah. saw it. If you believe it and you saw it, then you can do it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the kids were like, dang, I never thought about it that way. I said, it's the truth. That's life. And a lot of people's opinions come with being either tainted or jaded by their own life experience. Yes. So something may not have panned out for them. They're inclined Absolutely. to tell you their experience, which they can because that was their experience. Mm-hmm. But it's how you then take that with a grain of salt Absolutely. and then continue to move on. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. During my um, come up when I was still in Detroit, I had to remove myself from a lot of those people because mm-hmm. they were blurring my vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. It wasn't that I wasn't done with them, but I just had to step away uh, because... Yeah. I was or just putting not have this, those conversations. Yeah, with them. Yes. and I had to put. I was putting this plan together, and it was like it's like I was building these blocks, and they kept coming and trying to knock mm-hmm. them over. And I'm like, hold on, <laughs> you get back. <laughs> like uh-huh. I'm gonna have to keep you at a distance. So um, I removed some people mm-hmm. um, on my way, and I still think they kind of like they're not around. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. When you go into the next level, you can't take everybody. Right. They probably like, damn, Kendall yeah. actually did that. Right, Crystal did. actually did that. Mm-hmm. Have you had people you had to move on? Um, not move on. Some, similar to what you said, like certain things you just can't talk to everybody about, mm. you know. And then, um, but my parents were very like safe and get go to school, get an education, get a good job with benefits. Parents, mm-hmm. yep. And um, I was always the like risk taker. I wouldn't say black sheep of the family, but like literally, like I can do whatever. I didn't care what it was. Yeah, I I can do it. Yeah, or like. If I she did, my mom didn't like my outfit, I literally be like, "Well, I like it." She'd be like, "This girl is crazy." <laughs> right, right, right. Like I didn't care what anybody thought. And now I'm tying Tyler Perry shoes. I'm a stylist. Like, right, 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 <laughs> right, right. Literally. So it was um, more so that I remember um, working on the Hill. A friend of mine came in. He's like, "Hey, we got some opportunities for to, you to work on Obama's first campaign." I was like, "Yes, I'm mm-hmm. count me in. It's paid. Let's go." My parents were like. Mm. I don't know if that's a good idea. You just, you've only been there for a year with Senator Alexander. I think you should stay really big on loyalty, yeah. which I respect. Yeah. And um, they were like, we're not really, I mean, do you, we want him to win, but you think he's really going to win? I'm like, yeah, he is. <laughs> After that, they were like, we will never tell you what you can't do. Mm. We've all been there with our parents. That's been there with our parents. There's been so moment. many things my parents have told me like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Oh and my then God. afterwards be like, don't uh, ever listen to me. My father, <laughs> my father only believes me now because I'm not broke and homeless. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think at this point he finally gets it like, oh, because at first he was like, YouTube? Who is YouTube? Who pays you? Who, so YouTube pays you a check? That's a person, place, or thing. I'm this like, I, you know? <laughs> He's like, all this stuff up. is just crap. And then now, mm. wait till you pull up Pops in the driveway. Yes. Let me get you that gate access. Right. Okay? How about that? The new code. <laughs> so I didn't tell my dad anything. Mm-hmm. His friends, I guess, their kids start showing. Their parents like, mm. isn't this Kendall's son? And then they go to work and it's like, Yo, son, it's funny. Did you see this? So my dad's like, what's these videos? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> You've you grown like, and you still don't yeah, want to. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. That's I'm like, I just do stuff. some, yeah. this just for fun, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh but at God. the time, I was getting booked for things and I wasn't telling them. And then he was like, what is this you um, did for BET? And I started telling him. And uh, I was like, now it's time to tell him. Mm-hmm. Because if he see it, then he'll yeah. believe it. Yeah. But yeah. if I went to him and said, yeah. this is what I'm doing. 
it would have been just like Doesn't going to say. college. You're like, Dad, here's my resume, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, things I've like It's like when I went to college freshman year, you probably should think about that major. He probably would have told me, you mm. need to think about that. You know, you you got a job. Right. It's stable. You got benefits. Right. He would have asked me everything uh, in of the course. book. Of course. How, what are you going to do about health benefits? I'm going to do that to Jackson. What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. That's a fact. I mean, We're probably going to be the same way. I I'm, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, no. Y'all no, will, but I'm y'all going to be a little sense, different. I'm not going to be like my sense. parents. I'm, I'm just not, saying the concern for making sure that they're making like the right decision. Just having that concern for parents. That's what I mean. And not for nothing. My parents never shot me down. When I told my parents, especially, and this is one thing I'll say about my pops, me and my pops have our issues, of course, all fathers and sons do. When I told my father I wanted to do something, he had my back. When I wanted to walk on to college, and I walked in there with the coach, and the coach was like, I don't know if you can play here. My, he was like, you know, we'll give you a partial. You got to earn the rest. And my father looked at me and said, you think you can play here? I said, I know I can play here. My father said, my son can play here. We'll take the partial, and he'll earn the rest. And it was like, damn, my pops believes in me. Mm-hmm. And then I had to realize that my pops and my moms are the ones who put the window in my cell mm-hmm. because they showed me other things. Like they showed me things they that they exposed me to different things. Too. And that's what mm-hmm. I want to do with my children. You grew up in, in a small town in Tennessee. I my, Every summer I used to go to Morristown, Tennessee. So many of those people, even if they see me on YouTube, say, hey, I remember you used to come to Boys and Girls Club. I didn't know, I had never thought about doing all of this. Yeah. Because when you come from a small town or from a family who only mm-hmm. sees things one way, a lot of their fear comes from the fact that they haven't even seen anything else. But um, that, that also leads me to something that you both talked about was consistency, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You talked about doing videos consistently, even yeah. when you didn't, didn't know what was going to come it. from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You talked about consistency, doing background. Mm-hmm. I've watched Kadeem be consistent, do weddings when she didn't want to do weddings anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about how important it is to be consistent, especially when you don't reap the benefits of your manifestations right early away. on, mm-hmm. because that that doesn't it doesn't come like it's not I manifest it tomorrow make money. Yeah, talk a little bit about the consistency. Faith without work. Mm-hmm. I mean, being consistent, like I said with the videos, uh, I just kept doing them. And you weren't making money right away. No, I was not. Hey, no. How long was it before you made money? Uh, a year and some change. So you was making videos consistency consistently. How often? Uh, every Monday and then the lit morning videos at the beginning was like every day. Every day. So Cause I was going to work every day. Every day. And every that day. was my, like I said, that was my coffee. That was your coffee. And that, <laughs> that, that, was getting people, yeah. that was bringing people to your page. It was bringing people to my page and it was also motivating people because they mm-hmm. saw, you know, where mm-hmm. I was going. Um, and then, yeah, it was about a year, 2017. So mm-hmm. I started in 2015, the end of 2015, like November. And then... Uh, 2017 February making videos every you every. know that's my that's my story too I was making videos every single day yeah two every and three day. videos a day without making no money and that's and when we had 15 seconds yes <laughs> remember the 15 videos? we had 15 you remember seconds, the 15 seconds? Yeah. I was getting everything like out in 15 <laughs> That's how I learned how to talk fast yeah yeah I was getting everything out of 15 seconds like um and then I just uh stayed consistent with that and then mm-hmm. um I want to fast forward to me doing the cocktails and robes. Mm. So I was doing those and I wasn't making any money. I was just making these Mm -hmm. videos, um, making cocktails. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward months later, Mm -hmm. boom, because I was staying consistent, I got some brand deals. Some brand deals. And then, yeah. hey, can we send you this? Can we? And then from there, that's when the brand deals came. So See, that's important for people to understand too, mm -hmm. because they'll make two and three videos. 
and they won't have no following and nothing happens and then they stop. Mm. This ain't working. Because they don't have any patience. You just heard a whole year without making any money, consistently making videos every day mm -hmm. and then sometimes two videos a day because you had to make a video for the weekly and a video for the day. I was making videos, two and three videos a day. Mm -hmm. Kadeen... Doing vlogs. Doing, oh my gosh, Kadeen used to hate... <laughs> She, we'd be in the middle of something and I'd be like, wait, 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 this is a video. And she'd be like, oh, I don't want to do the fucking videos with that. It would be at the most inopportune time. Like, I got my head tie on, mid diaper change, breast leaking. And I'm like, Deval, seriously? I'm like, this is funny. This is funny. They're going to love it. They're going to love it. And she used to be like, I hate you. I hate you. Get the video. Get the video. Then she even taking the kids. We had a whole argument for Halloween. Because I wanted to do a Halloween video, and Kate was just like, I just want to take the kids out and do a, and, 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 uh, trick or treat. And I was like, We can trick or treat, but we can record it. <laughs> so we'd be in the middle of the, the trick or treat, and they'd be going to drive, like, Stop, let me get this. And she'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> kids, go to the car. Go to the car. And then we, the two of us out here holding candy corn things in bags, dressed like, well, I forgot what she was dressed as, like a fairy. And I got like a Donald Duck outfit on. We in the middle of Brooklyn arguing, pointing fingers and stuff. The kids looking out the window like, what's happening? Then we get the video done. Right. Now look. Now look. And Grizzle, you was doing, how long were you doing background for? Um, I didn't do it for that long. I did it probably... I don't know, 2009, probably 2010 to like 2012. So two years you did background. Mm -hmm. You were a stylist for five years, which you did not want to do, but you were consistent because yeah. building the relationship was important. It mm -hmm. was important. And then even being, like I said about trying to, when you're working towards a goal, try to put yourself in making money in the arena of where you're trying to go. Yes. Mm -hmm. So me working on set, I was constantly studying the Tika Sumters. Mm -hmm. I was studying Cicely Tyson, Felicia Rashad, mm -hmm. Whoopi Goldberg, Chris Rock. That's, that's when those people come in, I was like sitting there literally watching them being a sponge, mm -hmm. a sponge the entire time. So that was very important. Um, and that was part of the consistency, you know, not losing sight of what I wanted to do and always making sure because I could have just gotten comfortable like, yeah, I'm just here to dress people and not been paying attention and staying mm -hmm. consistent and studying. But you were mm -hmm. smart, though. And I, I want to bring this to our last point before we get to listener letters. Finding a way to turn that manifestation into monetary value. Mm -hmm. And you said about um, choosing to find something in the arena of how you're making money as part of your plan. We talked about mm -hmm. a plan. Mm -hmm. How did you do that? Because I, I did the same thing with, uh, with Omari mm -hmm. and uh, Go. Yeah, when you took the stunt double job. Because mm -hmm. I was yes. in conservatory two years at Esper Studio, but I needed to make money. Yeah. Then I got asked to do a stunt double for power. And I was like, wait a minute. I can be in a class and learn how to act or I could be around actors mm -hmm. and at the time power was one of the top shows on cable so i was like okay i get to be his stunt double i get to sit back and watch how a lead a bleeding black male does his job mm -hmm. so i decided to leave conservatory to get paid to be a stunt double never wanted to be a stunt double mm -hmm. but it was like something i chose to do mm -hmm. so talk a little bit i want all you guys to talk about the choices you made to find a way to make money while pursuing your passion mm -hmm. um first choice was taking the PA job because, mm. you know, that was literally going back. At that point, I was like 27, starting all over again, going mm. to get coffee. And it was like, dang, I'm at going 27. to get yeah. at 27, getting coffee, running errands, um, doing all the grunt work, mm -hmm. making cold calls, trying to get brands to give us clothes. Hey, this is Chris Laser calling from Tyler Perry Studios. Right, right, <laughs> like right, doing right. all that. and um, But it was just making sure that I knew what I wanted to do. And even when Tyler called me and asked me to be his stylist, mm. I was like, dang, like, I just got my first call back, you know, right, which was right, huge. Right. I'm yeah. like, they actually liked me, you know? And yeah. then um, 
just wonder like am I right at because you know that digging um, yeah you keep yes. digging meme, you stop now, yeah. and it's like right there was the gold. Like the gold it's like yeah. Yeah. am I right there <laughs> and um so I just I was like you know what let me just build this relationship you know and mm. and I was still being creative I'm a creative so styling was I'm still doing something I love. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was losing, you know, and um, I would pray that God order my steps. Cause I used to be like, I want this, 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 and this. And they tell mm-hmm. us be very, um, be very clear on what you want, mm-hmm. ask for what you want. But then as I got older, I was like, you know what? God just ordered my steps because I know whatever you have for me is far beyond what I have for myself. And look at my life now. I could never have imagined that my first show would be a show that I'm producing. And now one of the stars of like that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that doesn't happen. Like that's very different. That's part of the reason why we brought you because that's yes. extremely different, and you pretty mm-hmm. much ordered it. Yeah, but you did put the work in. Yeah, yeah, you a did. lot of work for How a long, long time. Ten, ten, years? ten years. There's a saying: it takes ten years to become an overnight, overnight celebrity. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. there you are. Because now people are like, oh my gosh, and all the stuff I was doing then. Like I just posted a video that I did like in 2013. Yeah, with and Pooch. people were like, yeah, with yeah, Pooch. Yeah, with Pooch. Shout out my boy Pooch. So everything Derwin. is Darwin. Ding dong. <laughs> we used to call us Melanie, Melanie, Melanie and Darwin. Because she was college. getting her master's degree and yeah, I was a I rookie on the lines. Yeah. Rookie free agent receiver. They'd be like, look at this Derwin ass nigga over here. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally the same literally. year. That show came out 2007. I was going into it my was second simultaneous. season. Wow. And people were like, yo, they just took your life and put your life on UPN. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, took your life. I was like, yo, this is wild. Yep. That's yeah. it. No, but uh, talk to us. How how did you find a way to turn that manifestation into money and continue to monetize your dream? Because you moved to LA with no job. Yeah. So, so um, well, I had a plan, right? You had a plan. So my plan, I kept working until I felt like I couldn't work anymore because mm-hmm. I was getting booked. I was getting mm-hmm. booked. I was doing. Um, oh, so you were still working at your job and getting booked? Yeah, I used to say in my late mornings, "All right, y'all, I'm back in D. You know what it is. I'm a, y'all know I'm a celebrity on the weekends and an oh, HR professional during the week. And people used to because they always ask like, wait a minute. You was just in L.A. over the weekend, and then here you go Monday morning at 7 a.m. driving Uh, back on the fruit. How do you do that? Now, that's important, though, because that also shows consistency. That shows passion, but work ethic. Yes. You were driving? Yeah. Well, I was. I flew. I would fly to L.A., and then I would have them um, get me a red eye, and then when I land, I would get back in at like 6 a.m. I would go home, shower. But before I left on Friday, I would have my clothes ready for Monday because mm. I already knew what was up. And then I would shower, put my clothes on, go to work, do my little morning. And people you see, like, wait a minute. See, those are the wow. things that people don't see, mm-hmm. right? People get an opportunity to watch you now and say, oh, he did that. I can do that. Right. Are you willing? Or, oh, he just did to, videos on right, Instagram. Right, he just did right. videos. No. No. He, he was still working and had a job mm-hmm. and was finding time to do both until he could leave one. And pursue the other. And yep. so many people say that's not the way you do it. You gotta leave your job, jump out the window, just fly there yeah, with ten dollars in your it. pocket. It's, no. No, you don't didn't. ever just quit your job. Make sure you have a plan and make sure you save because I was still um surviving off my checks and I was paying my rent off my checks and mm-hmm. whatever I was doing. And then the money that I was making from the bookings, I was putting it up because I know Yeah, I'm at some point you were gonna leave. I'm not yeah. doing another winter in Michigan. I'm getting out of here. And I saved all my money because I didn't know how long I would be without a job or money in LA. LA. Mm -hmm. And I know how I wanted to live and I know what I wanted to do, right? I had this I had this dream of how I wanted to live and what I wanted to do in LA while I'm there. Mm -hmm. And um so I saved all my money and then it came a time, June, uh did the BT Awards, my boss saw it. 
Mm -hmm. She was like, come here. When I came in, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but in my head, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm like, hey, she, this is it. Hey, I'm, I'm ready. If I got to go, I got to yeah, go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then she's like, close my door. I'm like, I closed it. She turned around and she turned her chair around. She did this and she smiled. She was like, how long I got? And I was like, well, <laughs> did you ask it? <laughs> Your ass got into August. She was like, give me to September. I was like, September, that's it, because um, I got to be in L.A. by October. She was like, wait a minute. So you already had that? I said, oh, yeah, my lease is up in October. I'm out of here. And she was like, okay, give me to September. I want to do something nice, but I got to go out of town. I want to come back and do something for you. So I was like, okay, um, got to L.A. Now here's the thing. How am I getting ready to make money? Because I'm in L.A. I'm in this place that I don't know nothing about. I don't know where to go. Um, you know, you both of y'all know mm -hmm. those brands will reach out to you on the gram. Yeah. And uh, I was doing my videos, staying yeah. consistent with yeah. my videos. Even though I moved, I'm still doing them. Um, people like, hey, can you mention my brand while you do your videos? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, you know, with yeah. Love & Hip Hop, I'm talking about weave and everything. So I'm talking about hair glue. Yeah, uh, I, remember, comb, I remember those videos. I got yeah. clippers. People sending me clippers. <laughs> so that's how I was making my money until Hustling. I figured out, okay, I'm getting in classes. And then also with BET, I was doing a lot mm -hmm. with BET. Mm -hmm. And just being around those people, Robbie Reed, she that's was like, Robbie. So Robbie. what's what's your vision? What you want to do? I was like, I want to act. She was like, You want to act? Mm -hmm. I was like, Yeah. She was like, I didn't know that. This whole time, you know, you will come up. So that's when Robbie started. She kept me on her radar, mm -hmm. and she would send me auditions until finally um, she was like, Are you in class? And I was like, No. She's like, You need to get in class mm -hmm. because you're green, and you need to know technique. You mm -hmm. need to get in scene study, and I did that. And um, she hit me a year later with the games people play. And uh, I didn't think I booked it. Mm. I didn't think I booked you it. You ain't hear nothing from her. I was like, nope. And then I was getting ready to go home for Thanksgiving. I'm driving. And she like, uh, hey, Kendall, you booked a role of MJ. And I just like, skirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was on and Beverly. Was like, bitch, my life. I, yeah, I was on Beverly. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? When she got off, I just started crying. And then I was driving home, so screaming out the window. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> That's what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> That's how you do that shit. You know, I'm just lit. I'm like, same thing you said. I'm like, it's yep. my life. Lit all the way home. Oh I'm like, God. I can't believe I did it. And um, But you took direction as well. Yeah, you I took direction. With it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Getting that advice from Robbie, going to the classes. You did everything. You did your due diligence. Yeah, I did. And it was hard because sometimes I was going to class. Like Some days class was lit and some days I'm like, Oh, I know you in class That's now. Class it's a struggle. Yeah. And I'm like, I felt like being yeah. on set. Once I got on set, I learned more on set. But also, I took a lot from class, especially technique. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like Absolutely. breaking down that, uh, that wall, down that, the, yeah. that yeah. third yeah. wall. Yes. And then also um, substitution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, we just oh I use that so much. That like when I got to be mad, I just think about things that happened in my childhood. Or, or I'll just, I take yes. it there. Yep. Mm -hmm. See, it's important oh for people to hear that too because people think that once you make it or you make a certain level of success, you don't have to work to grow anymore. And mm -hmm. if if Will Smith can still take classes, if uh my one of my favorite actors, Adrian Lennox, mm -hmm. won the Tony Award, she's my aunt. Shout out to Aunt Adrian. <laughs> she still takes classes, mm -hmm. and she's I think she's going to be in her sixties and her late fifties. Why can't I mm -hmm. take classes? That's a fact. When you know? I finished yeah. first season, I went straight back to Aaron Spizer, Shannon Sturgis. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, 
I feel like I was good, but I wasn't great. Mm. So right. I went right back to her. I hit up Annie Grinley, my acting coach, because I'm like, okay, I need to be better. Mm-hmm. And then when we got picked up for second season. I hit them. I went back. I'm like, okay, I got to mm-hmm. get, get, get better. Up again. Yeah, yeah, I got to get ready. And I do see the difference between yeah. last season and this season right now. Um, I got a chance to be serious because everybody put me in for the – the punch mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah, we yeah. want him to come in and give us the punch lines we yeah. know we're gonna laugh right. i'm like i can do more than that let right. me just show you right. right and i finally had a scene i can't really tell y'all i can't wait till you see oh, it but yeah. i had a scene oh. where i was like okay i smell a watch party guys. <laughs> <laughs> at my house you know we good for yeah <laughs> we good for that Oh my goodness! This was such a great talk. I mean, yeah. and there's well, so y'all much not more going nowhere, right? I want nah. to no, um, so unfold could, with y'all. We gotta take a break though to pay some bills, but yes. we can bring y'all back for listener <laughs> That's letters. <important>. Yes, we <laughs> can bring y'all back. For All right, cool. Letters. So yeah, we have listener letters. We're just gonna see what these people writing in about. We can get y'all two cents in on that, and then we'll be back. Yes, we'll be back, guys. After this. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P.com slash deadass. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know... It doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here, they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. All right. We're back. back. Listener letter We're time. listener letters. All right. I want to see what these people have to say. Let's <laughs> dive in. Kadeen likes to be nosy, so we're going to find out. Dive in. Uh, you want me to read the first one? I got it. You got it? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> read slowly and enunciate, please. <laughs> oh, she wild disrespectful. <laughs> I'm not doing sometimes either Sometimes you be now. rambling. Now I'm not doing Sometimes I be rambling. That's you sometimes be stuttering on your listener letter. That's a, a, not you a be, fact. You be like, uh, 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 uh. Not a fact. <laughs> that is. Not a fact. Can it's I like finish? Can I read it? Can Go I read it now? Hi, <laughs> Kadeen and Deval. I'm, is that enough pronunciation? Am job. I currently <laughs> 26, graduated from college back in 2018 All right, go ahead, go ahead. with a degree in sociology. Worked a few office jobs and a coffee shop job when I thought I wanted to focus on becoming a rapper producer, but I hate performing and I'm not very sociable. <laughs> At least you know that about yourself. <laughs> Now I'm unemployed and living with my parents, but in the midst of the enlistment process for the Air Force because I don't know what else to do with my life. I genuinely don't like who I'm becoming and I'm sure and what I'm sure the military will turn me into, but I don't know what else to do in this capitalist society. Wow. As much as I hate the idea of money and what people will do for it, I have to live within this system some kind of way and I'm not the type of person that's really business minded or a go getter. I feel I threw away a lot of opportunities I had during college being focused on romantic relationships and weed. Hmm. What would you suggest to someone in my position that wants to live comfortably and with peace of mind, but doesn't have that hustler drive? Well, kudos to you for realizing that you don't have any of those things that, you know, because sometimes people will just be in denial about Mm -hmm. where, what it is that they are, what they're capable of. Um, But do you have any advice for this 26 year old who's kind of. Don't become a cop. I'm going to say this, right? And it's not supposed to be funny. A lot of people who don't know or not sure about what they want to do with their life get into law enforcement or they go to the military, right? Listen to how he described himself. He's not sociable, don't like people. Some people like that become police officers because that's the only thing that gives them power. They're part of something. But these are the people that we have to deal with in our community every single mm-hmm. day enforcing laws. Mm-hmm. This is why we have the issues we have. I know they had nothing to do with the question, mm-hmm. but it really reminded me of what we talked about a few days ago mm-hmm. of what type of people are becoming police officers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the type of people who they claim to be the bad apples. But these are the type of people that need psyche vows. Mm-hmm. Why are you becoming a police officer? If you don't like people, if you're not sociable, if you don't know what you want to do with yourself or don't have a sense of purpose, do we give this person a gun? 
and telling police people we don't know. Oh, damn. That's a whole nother podcast. It is. But but, but, (laughs) No, and the reason why I brought that up is because he said he's going to enlist in the Air Air Force. Force. I get it. No, you're right. What happens when you come out of the Air Force? Right. You know what I'm saying? And he also says he doesn't know if he's going to like who he will turn into or become after being in the military. Mm, See, I need to talk to him because I want to know why did you enlist in the military? Like, what, what's the, is that, do you feel like that's your last resort? It, that's, that, it he seems says, like that's what it is. He, he said he wasted time on romantic relationships and weed. So it sounds like the type of person that knows they want structure, but also want to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. You understand? And that's what mm-hmm. that'll When you want to be a part of something, whatever that culture is, you start to believe in it and you become. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous for people who don't know what to be or how to be, and then just become of a cult, become part of a culture that's so toxic. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's why I brought up the whole police officer thing. But I mean, this right. person at least has described some people I know now who are cops. Like, and it's not even like a white or black thing. Because people think that when you talk about a, a police officer, is a white police officer. Mm-hmm. No, there are black, orange, brown, purple police officers who now believe in that ideology. But now are given a weapon and some power. And now we as black people in our communities have to deal with those people. Mm-hmm. What I would That's tell this young man is... Find out who you are. Mm-hmm. First, I would say get some therapy because it's for him to talk so much about himself this way and self do so much self-loathing. Mm-hmm. I think he has some issues he needs to deal with. Yeah, personally. I think he needs to find a purpose too. Yeah. You know, a lot of times mm-hmm. you think about what drives someone, what gives them that passion or that desire. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we each had a desire to do something, mm-hmm. you know, and then we manifested in the work towards it. It's hard when you don't have a purpose or you don't know why you're like, why were you put here on this, on this earth? Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to accomplish? Who are you supposed to touch? What are that's you trying true. to achieve? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what he's lacking here. Now he's telling everything, telling us everything that he knows that he is or isn't but what fuels you mm-hmm. i think he has to really do some soul searching to figure that out he i agree intelligent though yeah he needs a squad too yeah yeah he does mm-hmm. need some people around like, him i got my squad he needs mm-hmm. some people around him to mm-hmm. help him because sometimes that's all you need yeah. not all you need but that's part of it oh yeah that and helps. I, I feel like he really needs a squad people he can pour into and they can pour back into him mm-hmm. and help him out like we bounce ideas off each other all the right. time mm-hmm. um like with the book <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. You bounce ideas, you find out what's good, what's not good, but you have to have people in your corner who are supportive. It sounds to me like he's a loner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does, it sound, yeah, I get it that from to it me. too. He talked yeah. about failed relationships. Or just not liking not people, liking not, people, being, a people, not being You know what I'm saying? He sounds mm-hmm. like he's a loner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it would be hard for him to find the squad. I just don't want him because he also said um, he doesn't know what else to do in this capitalist society, mm-hmm. which means he is aware of what's going on around mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would not want him to do is just to go into a system and buy into whatever that system is. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when so many of these systems are sexist, racist, mm-hmm. you know, and also even though they're not capitalist, but they're also right. have their own issues with uh within our society as well. So hopefully That's a fact. Good luck, young man. I hope get you some get some therapy. Get yeah. some therapy and find a squad first before you buy into anything. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. All right, number two. I love your show, and you both are such an inspiration to me. Keep shining the way you do. Thank you. Um, I've heard Deval say there's a delusional quality that all successful people have a lot on the podcast. And I just want to know how do you train yourself to be delusional? I work my job and hustle for my dreams, but sometimes I get tired and fearful and even insecure. What did you both do while coming into your success on a regular basis to stay committed to the belief that you could do, be, and have everything that you want? How can I do the same? Hmm. 
It's funny because I don't know if you can necessarily train yourself to be delusional. I think that delusional quality that Deval refers to is very innate. Mm -hmm. There's like Mm -hmm. a fire. There's a passion. There's Mm -hmm. that belief in oneself. That's the manifestation. That's me saying anything I do, anything I say, anything I I can be, anything I want. So Mm -hmm. I think a part of that is innate. Absolutely. But I do believe, too, that there are spaces and there are things and there are goals or dreams that then also too can make you delusional in a sense too like almost seeing something like for example crystal you being a background on a show and then seeing you know Whoopi goldberg or whoever Mm -hmm. on set while you're styling and you're just Mm -hmm. like man i can i feel like i can do that i feel Mm -hmm. like i can be that it's almost tangible for you in that sense yeah you know what do you guys think i agree um it's not, yeah, I don't think, I think I definitely agree that the delusional that DeVal always um, talks about is definitely something that's just kind of in people who dare to dream. Like mm-hmm. we just, there's something in us that kind of blinds us from like the reality of certain things. We just like, no, I see that tunnel vision. I see what I'm going after. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything else. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You just kind of block everything. We do. Like you said, looking out that window, you just kind of, yeah. you just see what's in that window mm-hmm. and you, you just, you go for it. Yeah. See, I, I would have to say, I think it's innate, but I think it's also something that was placed in me. Mm-hmm. My parents did a great job of making me feel like I can do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They questioned some of the things I, I wanted to do when I was younger because they didn't see it, but they put me in places to see other things. So when I saw it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Mm. and they you know they didn't see it so they was like what you mean you're gonna do that but they put me in that position mm-hmm. i think sometimes so the exposure you mean the you exposure had. as a yeah. as a as a youngster mm-hmm. because sometimes so many people have so many insecurities is because their whole life they've been told no mm-hmm. you know no you can't like when i think about our kids uh we had what's what's delana's what's the last name uh, zimmerman delana yes. delana which is my family's name is zimmerman it's a zimmerman yeah. ellis's delana zimmerman said between five and twelve is where you have the most impact on your children, right? And what you don't want to do is you don't want to suppress your children's ideas, beliefs, and thoughts by telling or projecting all of your insecurities on them. Mm-hmm. Now is the best time to make them feel like they can do empowered. anything. Yeah. And they feel empowered. So I feel like from 5 to 12, I was in martial arts. I wanted to do basketball. My brother wanted to do football. You know what my parents did? They scraped whatever money they had together and said, that's what you want to do, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I never at any point in my life felt like I can't do it. Mm-hmm. When my parents, when we had Christmas and I used to give my Christmas list, my father would always find a way to get it. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it's like, oh, if I say it mm-hmm. and I say it, I'm going to get it because that's been my life. Even mm-hmm. small things like Christmas gifts or trying to win first place. So I feel like for adults, when you get to that point, I think it's, it's time for you to start to reflect on why you have these insecurities. You know, you can't really train yourself, but do some homework. Mm-hmm. Speak to your parents. How mm-hmm. was I raised? Mm-hmm. You know, look at your surroundings and say, what is it about me that I'm afraid to dream? And I think if people did more homework on why they're afraid to dream, they'll find more, uh, uh, they'll learn more about themselves and be successful rather than saying, well, DeVal said to do this, so I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. This worked for DeVal because th- this is what DeVal does. Right. It may not work for Kay. You know, or Kendall or Crystal, mm-hmm. you know. So I think she should just do some homework. Self-reflection. Do, yeah, do some self-reflection. Find out why you're so fearful. And that'll give you the answers. Dope. Yeah. Oh, guys. <laughs> Our time's coming to an end. This was an yes. awesome, awesome sit down. Yes. And I feel like there was so much more that we haven't even touched. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as we all continue to grow, 
absolutely um, together mm-hmm. we're gonna have more stories to share yeah um we're gonna still be finding more ways to pay it forward and give back because that's also a very large part of the manifestation process i believe mm-hmm. yes. yes is as you get in abundance um as god continues to provide for us in abundance mm-hmm. we have to continue to be of service to others um so that's very big for me and i feel like that's the only way we're going to continue to thrive and to grow is if we help people along the way absolutely um so thank y'all so much for coming we're going to roll into our moment of truth but before we do that if you would like to be featured as one of our listener letters no if you'd like to be featured as one of our listener letters be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com that's d-e-a-d-a-s-s-a-d-v-i-c-e at gmail.com I almost got tripped up because that was actually my moment of truth talking about being of service and paying it forward. So mm-hmm. I kind of jumped the gun. Um, <laughs> yeah, you but did. I would like for y'all you to did. share um, gun jumper. the moment of truth for us is pretty much something that sums up the episode. So uh, we spoke about manifestation. We spoke about faith. We spoke about work ethic. So if there's even a mantra that you want to share or um, something that you tell yourself, some kind of aff- positive affirmation, anything mm-hmm. that sums up the show that you'd like to leave our guests with for the moment of truth. I would love for you guys to share. So we can start with whoever's ready. Um, mine is, I say it all the time, don't be afraid to be amazing. I have to say that to myself I like whenever that. I start feeling fear. Mm. Um, don't be afraid to be amazing. It's mm. been plenty of times since I've been here where I'm like scared to do something. or I, And I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know better than this don't be afraid to be amazing go do it and once i do it it's like you know it's just like, like yeah that's what i thought <laughs> i like that i like that yeah i like that here we go i, I like that, that. Yes. how about you Crystal? mine is um your living is in your giving and that's something mm. that was taught to me. Um, actually, Andy at the studio called mm. me one day and he was like, I don't know why God put this on my heart, but you're going places. And I just want you to always remember that your living is in your giving. And that's something I've carried with me um, since then. But it is. I like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to piggy t- uh, piggy tail off of all three. Okay. Piggy tail even work? No, piggyback. piggyback. <laughs> I'm like, why well, put, I, I want to say ducktail and piggyback. So I piggy tail. <laughs> First of all, I'm not going to be afraid to be amazing. I'm going to create a new word. I'm a piggy tail for all three of y'all, all right? Uh, I made this mantra my sophomore year of college. Each day I work to build a legacy, not to be defined by my greatness, but by the masses I inspire to be greater than myself, which means you got to give, you got to pay it forward. Can't be afraid to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So love it. That's why I'm going piggy tail off of y'all. <laughs> and then we're going to piggy tail on out of here. How about that? All right. Yes. So, Kendall, Crystal, both give us real quick your handles, where people can find you, yes. all that good stuff, so we can, they can continue to support you guys um, as your endeavors continue to grow. Okay. You can find me on <laughs> everywhere. Uh, Kendall, Kendall, K E N D A L L K Y N D A L L. That's Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. YouTube when I get it back up. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Come on, when man. When I get it back up. Um, also, you can find me every Monday on all black uh, social society. It. Uh, it's lit. The episodes are getting better and better. Mm-hmm. I can't yes. wait to next Monday so y'all can see. I it's... love it. And I can't wait to be back. I hope yeah, y'all watched our episode. Definitely. Okay. Um, also, Games People Play. When is that? Games end? People Play. Uh, we don't know yet. It's okay. either August mm-hmm. or October right now. Okay. But it's looking mm-hmm. like October. We'll be back in October. So you'll be able to find us. Don't know if it's going to be a Tuesday or Wednesday night. But 
We're gonna be stay back. tuned, y'all. Yeah, stay yeah. tuned. Fabulous. And Crystal, Crystal, um, yes, you can find me on Instagram at Love Crystal Renee. That's L U V C R Y S T A L R E N E E. Um, on Twitter, it's I am Crystal Renee. Facebook is just Crystal Renee. And um, catch me on Sisters on BET coming back to a TV near you on June the 9th. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Team right. Zatima. Zatima. <laughs> yes. Oh, y'all got a name now? Zatima. Oh, Zatima. Yeah. Oh. Ever since the blue light, ever since the blue light special. The blue light. Girl, we got to bring you back to talk about that. Oh, yeah. 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 It'll be interesting because people always ask me, Kadeen, how do you deal yes. with surrounding these sex things? And I'm just like, well, well <laughs> we should actually bring you we back to need talk, to do that. talk about that kind of yes. stuff, right? Yeah. Juicy stuff. Yes. They want to hear that. sister's recap or something. Yes. All right. Be sure to find us on social media uh, dead ass the podcast and who are you i'm kadeen i am and who are you and i am deval and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to rate review and subscribe dead ass y'all dead ass is a production of iHeartMedia podcast network and is produced by denora pena and tribble follow the podcast on social media at dead ass the podcast and never miss a thing This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.